0: The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade. But we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices, to staring down perfectionism and author-imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop. And in its place, we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hi there, guys. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast for another episode. This week, we are going to be talking all things InkersCon because literally we are just a couple of days away from its huge launch for the digital version of the conference. And in order to get myself prepared for it, and then hopefully help inspire you too, I brought Alessandra back on the show to talk about the digital conference and to figure out how authors can best leverage this digital version. Because as I found out, the digital version is a lot like the live event. like there are so many roundtables and after hours events and networking opportunities that authors need to get to know about so that they can join and be a part of, right? Myself included. (laughs) So when I went to the live event, there were so many different classes or so many people that I wish I would have had the opportunity to speak with and just never got the chance to, where this digital version is like a revitalization to revisit those things that I, number one, didn't get the chance to go to, like classes I couldn't go to, or talk to people in the genre that I am now, you know, working towards. Like I'm going into rom-com and I would love to meet new people who are in the rom-com space, for instance. So there's all these opportunities that authors can take part of during the three weeks of live launch. Now, if you're not a big joiner and you don't care to go Zoom. Classrooms and meetings like that, where you're live, that's okay too. Like, there are, I think she said, 27 recorded lessons that we did live and in, in person down in Dallas. Plus, a lot of the featured roundtables are going to be recorded and then placed into the digital conference as well. So, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to still get a lot of that content without it having to be, you know, you going there live. But what I love about this is just the interactivity that goes around it. It's like a high where you're getting to talk to the people. You get to know your tribe. You get to hang out with people who have similar likes and dislikes and interests and the way that they work as you do. And I think that's so powerful for indie authors. Even myself, like I was having a conversation with Tammy Tyree this morning about how, like, woo is not my strength, right? That if you listen to Becca Syme and her strengths courses or conversations, Woo actually means winning others over, which is such a bummer to me because I want to win others over. I want to be part of that. But I like my deep conversations. I like having deep connections. That's my number one relator coming through. So conferences are a learning curve for me because when I go to them, I tend to gravitate toward those people that I really know and I trust and I like to have those conversations and go deeper with. But having a, a digital conference that is the same thing right after the live version, it's helpful because now it's like, you know what? I, I could do this. I don't have to have the safety net of my husband being nearby or the people that I know close by. I can do hard things. I can talk to people that I don't know. I can, you know get very niche and talk to people in a genre that I'm breaking into and like go that route. And I'm hoping that when you listen to our conversation, this sort of thing inspires you as well because there aren't very many conferences like this. There aren't very many where you could go to a live event and then get the digital version later. There aren't many digital versions that have this serious amount of networking power that this particular conference has. It's powerful stuff. So I hope you will have a listen, get inspired, get signed up for Inker's Con because we are going to have an absolute blast. I myself do have a featured roundtable on. July 30th. So make sure you check that out. I will be there from 2 to 3 p.m. talking about abundance mindset and manifestation. So if you want to hang out with me and listen, get signed up for that roundtable. It's going to be a blast. And without further ado, let's get into this conversation so you can learn more about how awesome this digital version of the conference is. Well, hi, Alessandra. I'm so excited to bring you back onto the Author Revolution Podcast. This time, we're going to be talking about Inker's and I'm so excited to do that because obviously I was at the live event too. So my experiences were just amazing. I have to tell you that the conference that you guys put together, it's just probably one of the most well thought out, welcoming conferences as a, both an attendee and as a, a speaker that I have ever been to. I mean, congratulations on that. That.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I can't really take credit for it. Our attendees are amazing. I'm, I feel so lucky every year, you know, I'm, I'm nervous because you just never know like what an attendee group is going to be like. (laughs) And I don't know how we've been so blessed, but every year we have such a fantastic and welcoming group of attendees. I think it helps the in-person event is very small. Um, so it, it feels like a close knit, you know, Close knit group. I grew up in a a small high school, so I only had 100 in my graduating class, and that's what it feels like. It feels kind of like just a a small, you know, you couldn't have clicks because it's too small. Like we are all, but but we also just have a fantastic team, and so our team uh, is is responsible for making everything run smoothly. And uh, and you know, we look forward to it every all year, every year so. Right. Well, and it definitely ran smoothly, and it was it, it was so much fun. Like
0: all the little events that you hosted, and all the fun things. You know, the the um like the, wrapping up the the books. I've already spaced out what it was called. The book wrapping thing, where you yeah, the blind book
1: up. blind yes. books up. Yeah, that was so
0: fun. I mean, all all of the events. I mean, don't get me wrong. The the uh, margarita event was great <laughs> too, and like all the things right? Yeah. It was just Food and it was drinks so much. Always, that's the easy part. Right. Right. Uh, cooking, and I didn't yeah. even know that was a part of the the ticket until we were there. I'm like, wait a minute. There's what? Okay. <laughs> there's some what now? It was so funny. Oh, and it was so funny because I was telling when I did my uh, recap of the the conference, I'm like, there were so many times where I was like, I got to talk to Alessandra say, thank you. And Talk to Teresia and say thank you and like capture you guys and it's like I see you guys and I'm like on my way to one of the classes and I go into class one I turn into Hermione right I turn into like I got to learn the things hi so yeah you know (laughs) it was so funny but uh, the the conference I mean even the location was fabulous it was everything about it was just wonderful and so I really appreciate you you know letting me come in and speak and just being a part of that
1: awesome like atmosphere was just fabulous. It really was. Oh, I appreciate that. But also thank you for being a speaker because we can do, you know, we can have food, we can have, you know, a great location, we can have everything, but if we don't, if we don't bring the knowledge, you know, and bring the information sharing, then it's just, it's just, a lot of food and people <laughs> and, and people play. talking about books that yeah. they'd like to write someday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I get it. <laughs> well, we we are. Well, I'm want, I'm wanting to explain or talk about the digital version because obviously there's two launches to InkersCon. There's that live event that we were just at, and then now the digital launch is coming up. So, can you explain to my audience a little bit about how? you came up with this idea of having the two separate launches and like, you know, what helped you decide
1: to go that route? Absolutely. So it is a little confusing. So I'm really glad that we're talking through it because um, it is a different concept um, than a lot of conferences. So when we started IngressCon in 2019, from the beginning, initially, the idea was to have a large online conference. And this wasn't something you saw a lot in 2019. There were a lot of like digital summits. But we really wanted a professional, high quality authors conference that someone could attend from anywhere, you know, um, despite their, you know, work schedule, parenting schedule, budget, you know, um, or ability to travel. So that was the original thought was to do just a big online event. And where we ran into an issue was consistency of recordings. Like it was like, you know, I, I just didn't feel like I could really get quality recordings so then we thought, well, maybe we'll bring all the speakers together and film them. Well, then it was like, well, if we're going to bring all the speakers together and film them, we might as well just let attendees be there, you know? And so right. then, you know, then it snowballed. <laughs> so it was like, okay, let's have a live conference and then let's, you know, and record everything there and then let's package it and um, and release it and have the online conference. So the um, So the live conference was really built just for that. Environment so that we could film in 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 um, in a high quality, and I'm not sure that we'll always do it that way. But that that worked for us really well that first year. Second year, COVID hit, and we <laughs> righted the event. But what it meant was that instead of our attention being split between kind of the live and and digital and prepping for both, we were all in on digital and was like, okay, how can we? Bring the events that we did to live. How can we bring that to digital? How can we create interactive activities for digital? And we were way ahead of the curve. There were a a lot of conferences were like, "Oh, we can't meet in person. How do we do this digitally?" We were already a year ahead of the game um, because we had launched in 2019. So we had our system set up. We had, you know, we understood the tech. We understood. Um, the delivery. And uh, so we were able to just really capitalize and what happened in 2020, which was our first own solo digital, the um, interactiveness just exploded with attendees. Um, so what it meant is that we were able to build a really robust online conference kind of off of that. And so we then just continued that in 2021. We also were not live. We did come back live in 2022, but then we really kept kind of a lot of focus and, um, and attention. You know, we, we spend the bulk of our prep on the online experience. And that's something that a lot of attendees, att- we have a lot of attendees that jump in after launch period. You know, they purchase a ticket to the conference in December and they watch all of the classes there. But the absolute best time, if, if you can purchase a ticket for the digital conference free launch, and right now our launch is on July 22nd, then that means you can interact and experience all of the three weeks of launch, and we have three full weeks of literally over a hundred interactive opportunities for attendees to meet fellow authors, to talk with companies like Kindle Direct Publishing or Draft Digital or Kobo or Bookfunnel, and also attend the bestseller Q and A. So we have or co-writing sprints. We just have a just an entire agenda of live events that they can participate in. That is so cool. I was going to say, in I your don't opinion, know if I if I really it- answered your question. Let me just say, in a nutshell, what Inker's is. Inker's is a fiction authors conference. It focuses on indie fiction authors. And we have a slate of 27 full-length classes, presentations, professionally filmed presentations. And then we have three weeks of interactive activities that and attendees can participate in any of it at their own pace. If they don't want to attend the interactive activities live, they can watch the replays of those later. That is so cool.
0: And I was going to ask you, like, what, in your opinion, when you compare the two, like the live event that we just had and the digital conference, is, is there much of a difference, do you feel? Or do you think it's like they're so similar now because of the interactiveness?
1: It's kind of just personal learning style. Um, like, Jamie Albright, who was one of our attendees this year, she was a speaker last year. For her and for authors or people, you know, individuals like her, she needs to be there in person. Like, she needs a button a seat you know, she, she just absorbs it differently. If she's in there in person, it's probably accountability thing too, you know? Um, And so I do love attending a live event where you can have like a a weekend that you're like, this is my weekend and I am going to focus on my career. I'm going to focus on my writing. And and this is, I'm just going to, you know, immerse myself in that. And we have tried to create that with our three weekends, three weeks of launch, where you can really set aside just even just one of the three weekends and say like, I'm going to watch classes, you know, and, and we have, I've seen attendees like rent an Airbnb and there are four of them and they're all watching presentations together and attending round tables and they do like a mini writing retreat. And I love that. Um, so so, yeah. And I've, and I've seen attendees check into a hotel, like in their local town and they're there from like nine to five or nine to eight at night. And and then they go home to their family or they stay the night, you know, and that's just their mini retreat. But it, there is a difference, you know, there's a difference when you can sit at a table and eat a meal and, and chat with attendees and then, you know, meet someone on the elevator. I mean, there are certain things in person that we just can't recreate digitally, but at the same time, there's so many benefits digitally that we can't recreate, you know, at the live event. So it's, um, so it's a an ex- and that's why live tickets always include digital access, digital access. We can't include the live ticket, but, but at least, you know, if you're 10 live, you also get digital. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. So, okay. Overall,
0: what, what type of authors would you recommend this conference to? Like, is it beginner independent authors? Is it mid? Is it like people who are really kind of in the upper tiers and they're trying to like level up even further? Who, who is this conference for?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, And I hate to say like, Oh, it's for everyone. But the truth of the matter is, we try to be as high level as possible. I personally create the agenda every year. And I am. uh, So I'm a, I mean, I'm a successful author. I've been in the business for 10 years, I have 30 books out. So I, I try to say what is an author at my level, Need to learn, and it was funny because I was talking in the hall at InkersCon to someone, and it was like, you know, it's hard because you're trying to create high level content. And um, the person I spoke with, you might have actually been at this it, when we were having this conversation. They said, they said it. It's funny because it still goes back to the basics, like what a six figure author is trying to get a seven figure needs to know is very much the same as a brand new author. He's trying to break into the business. All of us, some of us have a bigger audience than others, but all of us are trying to figure out how to appeal to the market, to gain new readers, to communicate with existing readers once we have them and to improve our sale through yes. ability yeah. and all of that. So it's funny because you're like, oh, you know, so we try to go as high level as possible, but the truth of the matter is so much of it, whether it's craft classes, it, it doesn't really matter whether you make six figures or whether you're on your first book it's, you know, you're you're going to come in oftentimes at the same place or um, absorb and react to the same knowledge. Um, but the goal is everything, everything trying to hit whatever your like next plateau is, that's what we're trying to hit. And because you have six years of access to the classes, maybe you're, you aren't ready for advanced Facebook ads right now, right? But in three years, you could be, you know, or maybe right now the idea of direct sell, sell, selling is like terrifying to you that's cool. Like that class will be ready whenever you're ready to watch it and you can watch it later. So I do do always do a couple classes that are, that are more beginner. And I do do as many classes as I can that are advanced, um, because you can always become more advanced. You're not going to typically become more beginner. Um, yep. but, but I do normally like this year. We have a Facebook ads from scratch. Like this is how you set up your first Facebook ads. So we do do a couple of beginner classes, but for the most part, I try to be just as the biggest, our, our average attendee has written six to 10 books. So that's what we keep in mind. And the bulk of our classes are in that, that group. How do we help authors who have a backlist and are trying to have their future books be as successful as possible and sell their backlist as much as they can? Um, how do we appeal to that audience? So that's kind of our, our main focus.
0: I love that. And when I was at the live conference, you could tell like, you know, sometimes when you go to conferences, it's it's heavily leaning one direction or another. It's either like heavily traditional authors or heavily like older authors who are trying to like figure out how to write. Or the This one was like all over. It was like ages didn't matter. Like success levels didn't matter. It was mostly indie though. So it didn't yeah. have that, but it was just such a neat mix of people that everyone was just trying to learn something new. And I know I myself, when I came into these classes, there's a lot of stuff where you're just like, you know it. It's like buried in there somewhere. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's right. I was going to do that like three years ago. And I still haven't done that. You know, it's like you get reminded
1: of some of the things that you're like, I should be doing that. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. And sometimes it takes hearing it. Like, you know, that how they say someone has to see something eight times before they buy it. Yeah. Um, It it, it took me seven years to say, okay, I'm going to write to market. Like I was so <laughs> staunchly opposed to the idea and it wasn't <laughs> until really Inker's year before last where I saw, I just heard it in the right way where I was like, yes, I, I like that and I'm good with that. And that makes sense to me because my, I kept dismissing it as thinking writing to market was this when market writing to market wasn't that, or at least it wasn't that to the author that was presenting it to me. So sometimes it just, just takes you hearing something in a different way or from a different person that you're like, that yeah, is totally you I'm in the other room, Alessandra, it's like, we're buddies. I've
0: yeah. always been that like that <laughs> myself. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Cause everybody's doing it. Yeah. I think Becca I, I, Stein would tell me that it's probably the, the uh, success archetype of what is that? The trendsetter. <laughs> she's probably, like, yeah. probably one of those trendsetters who are like, Oh, can't do the same thing. <laughs> I love Becca Stein. Yeah. She's, I know she, she's, she's amazing. I love her yeah. so much. Oh gosh. <laughs> she cracks me up. She's one of those ladies that is just so fascinating. It doesn't matter if she's talking about strengths or success archetypes or what. She's just awesome. I love her. So you have round tables and you were talking about that. That's where my question. I'm like, "Where do I have questions? What were they?" <laughs> the the round table was such a fun day because we were able to go, to, you know, from from table to table to from talk to talk and like experience some of the people who were, you know, presenters and then some people who just had something to present and who weren't actually right. speaking. There was so much to learn and so much to take in that first day. And now you've recreated roundtables for the digital experience. Do you want to talk a little
1: bit about how that's going to work in the digital environment? Absolutely. And um, so roundtables were actually originally born in digital. They were born during COVID. And and it was funny. Uh, I had absolutely no idea of how popular they were going to be. We grossly underestimated um, roundtables when we originally launched them. But the idea of roundtables is um, they are attendee led. So any attendee can create and host a roundtable. So they fill out an application form, which is basically just us getting their information. And they say what type of roundtable it is. So we have have discussion roundtables, which is like, I want us to just have an open discussion. I will have questions that will guide us through the discussion, but I want to learn from other people about what methods they use to sprint. So, um, you might have five people, you might have 70 people show up, but, um, if it's 70 people, we encourage the use of breakout rooms in zoom it's all through zoom, but you, you discuss your methods for sprinting. And so that is a discussion type round table. Then we have networking roundtables, which is like, I want to meet fellow aspiring authors in fantasy, or I want to meet seven figure authors, you know. And, but you need to be a seven figure author, right? Um, So, um, so it might be something like that, or it might be like, I want to meet authors in Australia, because I live in Australia, you know, so we have a lot of networking type roundtables, which is really just, hey, I want to meet people that are like this and, and coordinate with them. And then we have teaching roundtables and teaching roundtables, you do have to have some sort of qualification or experience. It could be like, I'm an author, and I've had tremendous success. With cozy mysteries, and I want to teach about cozy mysteries. It doesn't mean I have to have a degree in cozy mysteries or anything else. Or it could be an author who's like, you know, I suck at a lot of things, but one thing I do really, really well is, you know, write cliffhanger endings. Um, And so they want to teach on cliffhanger endings. So uh, teaching roundtables, there's normally 30 to 40 minutes of instruction, and then they answer questions. And so those are the different types of roundtables. And uh, again, any attendee can lead them, we do not vouch for them, we do not, we, you know, we, we are not responsible for the content that is shared during the roundtables. And it's up to the host, whether they want to record them or not, if they record them, then attendees can watch them later if they cannot attend live. But we have a giant calendar. And during the three weeks of launch, I mean, some years, we have over 100 roundtables. And they are in every topic you could imagine translating your book, you know, I don't know, time marks and books, like it it just all sorts of different things getting into libraries. So, talking with a narrator, you know, how to work with a narrator, hiring a PA. There's so many different topics. And so, what it did become a little bit of Wild Wild West. I mean, you know, like there, there there are so many to choose from. So, last year we started having featured roundtables, and featured roundtables are limited to 45 minutes. They are only teaching roundtables and they are recorded and they are moderated by a member of our team um, and those are only on the weekends so and so that was us trying to have just a little bit more to help an attendee figure out you know (laughs) where to go Um, and those those are on our um, professional zoom so we have a plan where we can take up to 300 you know, attendees. So that was the other thing we did have some really popular round where they were having hundreds of people and they w- were getting kicked out of the room or there wasn't a, there, there wasn't a big enough room to accommodate. Right. They weren't getting kicked out, but they couldn't get in. So, yep. Yep. um, so that's so, and so we do round tables during those three weeks and, and it is, it is bonkers, um, in a right. great way. And, and <laughs> some, it's so funny because I have some attendees, they've never watched a single presentation they attend, they, they do like eight round tables a day. They meet so many fellow authors. And again, some round tables only have six people in them. Some have 20 or 30 or, you know, 60, and they just, they just binge on round tables. Um, and they attend round tables and then they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to watch the classes at some point in time. You know, (laughs) uh, that's that's not pressing though. It's not live. What they want, what they want is interaction. Right. Um, So that's uh that's a really special. And then we have a lot of like companies come in, like Bookfunnel or Vellum or something like that, that use the roundtables as a time to answer questions or to learn what features you know uh, attendees would be used. You know, like they're like, oh, like to do more of like a focus group type thing. Sure. Um. Yeah, so yeah. we do have a few roundtables that are like that, but for the most part, we're very strict that roundtables are not used unless it is like set up with us. In advance, um, roundtables are not used as sales opportunities. Sure. You know, we, we want attendees to have an enjoyable, productive experience and to understand what they're going into. I love that. And the
0: roundtables in person were so great, too. It was like some of the conversations that were had were just like talking about AI and talking about, you know, I, I just, like lost track of all like what everything was because there were so many great ones. I mean, I was, I loved Bonnie's, Bonnie Paulson's conversation too. I mean, there were so many great people just having really wonderful conversations that it was just like, and it was such a great way to start it off because now you're, you know, you're in this group of people who are all learning about that same thing. And you got like talking about what she just said, or he just said, and it was just, it's, they're so much fun to interact with and and just be a part of, I don't know. It was such a great way to start it.
1: It was, was you know, this was our second year. This was our first year in person doing roundtables in that manner. We tried to kind of do roundtables last year, but we did them on Saturday night from eight to 10. And I mean, I think everybody was so tired after an entire day. It was (laughs) like, Oh my gosh. Like, and, and we weren't, they weren't attendee led. It was like, we had questions and then they would switch. I liked this format a lot better, but again, it was only possible because we have such cool attendees. You know, like if, if we didn't have attendees stepping up and saying like, oh, I want to talk about this. or I want to share on that. Or, you know, I mean, then it wouldn't work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel very lucky. Oh, it was it was great.
0: And obviously on the, a flip side of it, you have like Ingerscon has such great after hours networking events, too. I mean, you had the Margaritas manuscripts and you had the book swap and you had like so many cool things that were going on. And now I know that you're incorporating some of those into the digital conference. Like you said, that it, that's kind of how it started in the first place. It had, it had that concept before the live version came about. So can you tell my audience a little bit
1: more about like what those
0: types of after hours networking look yeah. like in the digital version?
1: Absolutely. So um, every year we're, we're trying new things and this year we're introducing, um, so we have roundtables which happen again, all the time, some are at 10 at night, some are not. And then we have some bigger kind of networking events. So this year, we're trying speed networking, which is when we'll you'll be able to come in and and very much like speed dating, you know, be in small groups and switch. And our goal is for you to meet as many fellow attendees as possible, hopefully ones that are like, similar to you, either at your genre or your level, but also just in general, meet fellow attendees. We're also planning kind of a happy hour networking session that we're still ironing out the details to. And then this year, we're also doing for the first time, like co-writing sprints and having just multiple times a week, times where you can come and sprint with fellow authors. And um, and hopefully we can increase your you know productivity during that time. I'm going to be under deadline. So I'll be at as many of um, <laughs> those as possible. And then we just have like, we have a strategy session, which was um, something that we did We tested out the live conference as a roundtable, and that's being led by one of our business experts where it's like identifying your strengths and weaknesses and your priorities for this year, and then giving you kind of creating your own success plan so that you know what classes to, you know, you should start with, what roundtables you should out for, you know, just kind of really, because we do give you a lot of information at one time and and we want you to make sure that you move through it in a manner that helps your career as much as possible. Um, So we are, uh, we're going to have one or two of those sessions this year at live. um, So that we can't put drinks in hand and, you know, put them (laughs) out by the fire pit, but, uh, but our goal is to have both those bigger like coordinated sessions. And then again, if what you're looking for is, is to meet and mingle and just talk shop, there's going to be just, dozens and dozens of those opportunities during those I love three that. weeks as someone who went to the the live per, like live
0: version i found myself definitely gravitating towards like once i found like people that were like on the same wavelength we we like the same things it was like we did we like clumped together and sometimes more yeah. people would kind of join us but we found ourselves kind of in that um, gravitational pull i guess and so it'll be so nice to go into and part of that's my husband like he was with too so it's like i gotta i gotta be with him right <laughs> It'll be so good to, to like have that opportunity to speed date, so to speak, other authors who are in your genre or whatever, um, things that you weren't able to do in person too, because I mean, I'm, I'm breaking out into a, a rom-com pen name. Well, really and you love can have to meet, yeah. You yeah. have to meet more people in that genre and, and talk. And so it's like, it's another experience to be like, you know, when you get home, you're like, dang it, I should have talked to more people and You're like, <laughs> guess what I get to do. Yes. I'm going to do it this time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, and you can be more niche because we have thousands yeah. of people attendees. It's just you know when you are in person, there's 150 people there. You know you're not. It causes you to form friendships with people you normally wouldn't necessarily sure. meet or interact with. But it is nice at digital because you can get super niche if you want. And if you're like you know I'm about to start writing, you know um, apocalyptic, you know thrillers then you, you can find and join that group in a very low key, you know, non-stressful. I, I I am an introvert by nature that has changed a lot in the last few years, but it, for me to go to a live conference, if I don't know anyone and, um, and I didn't already have like a network, it's very, very intimidating for me. And it would be really hard for me to just walk up to a group of people and be like, hi, you know, right. right. (laughs) Where in a digital, I would feel, I would feel much more comfortable. And I think people are much more comfortable saying like, hi, I'm a nerd. I don't know anyone. I'm really awkward, but these are the things that I like. And these are the things i am hoping to learn more about. And does anyone want to be my friend? And you're going to have, you know, 20 people respond to you on that. So I, I think it does make it much, much more easier, especially because so much of us are book nerds, you know, um, to to find a community and to find some support. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think it's just going to be such an...
0: I I wouldn't consider myself introverted necessarily, but I do find that I get intimidated by a lot of people. And so then all of a sudden, I'm just like, okay, I will talk to anybody. You come talk to me, I will speak... You're, you're off yeah anyone it, like, comes up to me yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm game
1: on right <laughs> right but if I walked into like a 20 book scenario and there was a crowd of people I'd be like oh I'm just gonna oh, trust to yeah somewhere yeah. and like
0: you know hi <laughs> um yeah I'm looking for like the familiar faces like do, yeah. know anyone? <laughs> like
1: do I know anyone and my like I'll walk up to them like, hi I think we met and they're like no I don't <laughs> Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I, don't know who you are. Yes.
0: <laughs> I totally feel you there. Yeah, it's there is something about that live experience where, like, when you have to actually physically walk up to someone and you don't necessarily know them, it's like, oh, okay, this is weird, but it's it's yeah. so much fun too sometimes. And so it's like, I love those people who can just be flamboyant and not have a care in the world and just like bust into any, like, I, I love know. those people. I'm not one I of those love people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love those people. And I think, it, what was, what is great about those people is they do go up, you know, especially like you need a mix of people and you need, you need a lot of those to help. Yeah. The ones of us that are more shy. Right. It's it's like, just come talk to
0: us. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll say something to you. Trust me. We'll we'll talk. (laughs) Okay. So for authors like myself or who, who are at the live event and who, like, obviously you said, we get access to the digital version do we get an email? Is there a way for us to log into that so that we can start you know, preparing mentally for it? Because this is coming up fast. So how do we it's get ready for it?
1: Yeah, so at any point in time, when in, whenever it, an attendee buys a ticket, um, and I think you have a coupon code. Um, so if, if someone is listening and is interested. Um, Absolutely. So whenever they purchase a ticket, um, they'll get a welcome email. And there are two different homes for Anchors Con digitally. One is the Facebook group. Um, and we will be next year moving to a kind of all-in-one platform. So oh, our cool. goal is to get off off Facebook and, and really have just like a focused area where someone won't get distracted by a cute cat video or something. <laughs> um, but for now, for this year, we have the Facebook group, which is just kind of a hive of activities. And there's always someone posting, asking questions and interacting. And that will get busier and busier as we approach the digital launch. And for those three weeks of the launch. And then we have um, the website and on the website is where all of the classes are. That's where um, the calendar for the roundtables are. All of the roundtables and all of our live events are held on Zoom. We have a standard Zoom channel that all of the featured items are. And then the roundtable, the attendee-led roundtables are each on their own Zoom. But we have just like a hub that has the calendar, that has the classes, that has all of the transcripts, all of the slide decks, everything, all of audio um only options, everything is there in one place, and that will be your way to act if you've purchased anything in the past in a conference that's that same website, it's that same network, and you'll be able to see all of the other years that you've purchased also again that will change next year next year we will move to a new platform, but all of that content, all of your purchases will just transfer to the new platform. And that we're really excited about that future. But this year, we're staying to the same format that we've honed and used for the last two years, um, or last four years, actually. And so that is InkersCon.com. And then also Facebook, attendee Facebook group. And if you're not on Facebook, it's fine. Uh, You will be able to access everything you want to access through our communication with you via email and through the website. So if we went to the live
0: conference, does it like turn on for us
1: then on the 22nd or like how, when does that start um, yeah, showing so up for midnight, us? Midnight on the 22nd, everything will okay. unlock. Um, you'll get an email from us um, a couple of days prior with just your access information. So you can go in and test it and you'll be able to see a welcome page and just make sure that you can see what you see. And also roundtables will start on the 13th. So in okay. about a week. You'll be able to see the roundtable calendar. You'll be able to go ahead and start adding those. We won't actually have any roundtables until the 22nd. Sorry, on the 22nd. Okay. But you'll be at least be able to be like, oh, here's the calendar of events. Here's what nice. I have. You can go ahead and start planning, planning. Now. planning out your sweat. week. If you want to host a roundtable, we're already taking applications to host roundtables now, both featured and traditional roundtables.
0: Awesome. and do do people who
1: sign up for a roundtable get notified then if their roundtable was accepted, or how does that work? Yeah, so okay. we'll reach out to host on the tenth. so anyone who's submitted an application will hear and then once once past the tenth, then it then it will be much quicker. You'll okay. put in an application for a roundtable, and within twenty four hours you'll hear whether you're accepted and you'll be added to the calendar. Cool, cool. And, and the and, steps on and, how and to- we're not yeah, we accept I mean, obviously we. We don't accept any problematic roundtables or anything like that. We've never had an issue with that, but um, it's, it's not, it's really more, how can we help facilitate you holding a round table? And then the only like real acceptance is if you're trying to apply for a featured round table, because we only have a certain number of those slots. That makes total sense.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So is there any other advice on how authors can make the most of their digital experience if they get signed up and what they're going to do? Like anything that we missed about all the, all of the amazing activities that are going on?
1: I think it's really just about like a lot of us buy things and we don't use them. You know, I'm as guilty (laughs) as that. I produced the Becca Smine class three years ago and I've, you know, and I haven't done anything with it. So even though you know, like this is a great thing and you should do this, a lot of times like we sign up and don't. And so our goal is really to try to help make sure that you get the most out of your experience and you actually do use it, whether, it, and maybe all you want to do is networking and maybe all you want to do are those interactive discussions, but, or maybe all you want to do is the classes. But, um, but I don't want this to be something that, you know, someone purchases and, and doesn't use because there's so right. much incredible information in these presentations. We're editing the presentations right now. And it's, I feel so lucky to see them in advance. Um, obviously we saw a lot of them at the live event, but there's just there's just gold nuggets in those presentations. And so uh, I suggest like we have a checklist that you can mark off as you go. But even if you just watch one presentation a week, I mean, ideally two presentations a week, or if you can just set aside, you know, Sunday afternoons from two to six, and that is your time to really invest in your career and learn something, you'll just be in amazed at, Oh, I can definitely vouch for that. There was it seems so like many... you're adding stuff to your to-do list, but you're actually, the more, you know, the less, the more I know, the less I do because I'm like, okay, yes, I know now that's not something I want to focus on. This is something that would work for me or would appeal to me. And it just kind of helps me be a lot smarter in my decisions and my time. 100%. Yeah. And the the
0: speakers this year were so fantastic. I mean, there were so many of them that were so well thought out, well engaging. I mean, great stage presence even. I mean, just fantastic speakers where you could follow along and really understand what they were talking about. I mean, too many for me to even count. And that was just the ones that I was able to attend, right? Because you had the the two rooms going at all times. And it was always like, ah, but I want to go to both. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing the ones that I missed in the live version. That's, yeah. that's on my agenda. That's definitely something that I'm going to be experiencing as the live launch goes. And I love that idea of taking like a, a time bracket and being like, okay, this day from this time frame, mm-hmm. I'm going to like sit down and go back through the, the stuff that I missed. Maybe if you did go to the live version or however you're working it so smart. I love that so much. Okay. So you, I think you mentioned this before, but just one more time for my audience. How
1: long do authors have to access the content when they get signed up for the digital conference? So from date of purchase, you have six years from, yeah, to access it. And I mean, I don't, we might extend that. I don't know. We started out with one year and then we said two years and we're like, why are we, let's just say six years. And I don't know where six years came from, but we thought yes. if you don't have time to watch it six years then, um, but yeah, six years you have um, to watch and rewatch. We do have a 30 day money back guarantee and that 30 day starts when the conference launches on the 22nd. So if you aren't, if you don't love the experience, um, just let us know and we'll cancel your ticket. You're going to love yeah, it. No that. <laughs> yeah, we, we aren't in the business of taking money from unhappy customers. So, yes. um, so we really, we really want you to be happy um, and we want you to feel confident in your decision. And we do have a payment plan available, um, so you can break it into two payments. Your access starts, you know, or your purchase is solidified with that first payment. So we don't, you don't have to wait for both payments to come through. Another question I get a lot is like, oh, well, I'm busy during, you know, or I have a vacation plan during, you know, part of those three weeks of launch. Those three weeks of launch is really just the interactive activities. Over half of them are recorded. You can watch them later. You don't have to be present when it's happening. And everything is really designed to work around a busy schedule and to work at your own pace and to give you the information that you're interested in when you're interested in it. So even if you are slammed for the next you know month and you're not going to be able to participate in the live events at all, that's okay like the recordings will be there and it will be ready for you whenever you're ready for it. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world, as long as you have access to the internet or a smart device, then. Good to go. Yeah. I love that.
0: That is so cool. And I love that. It's so, I mean, Six years is quite a long time in this industry. I mean, things are changing sh- so rapidly that, you know, yeah. in six years, if you haven't had time to to check it out, you're probably going to want to get the new conference and like figure it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I think
1: the only real like dated information, I think the ads courses will probably be what becomes dated the quickest. Sure. Yeah. So, like if I was going to start ads today, I don't know that I would go and watch an ads class from four years ago. I would want right. to watch know list. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything else, a lot of the craft and business and a lot of the marketing classes are pretty evergreen.
0: Yep. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it's only just like the, the evolution of how like AI has interacted with marketing and, and how AI is starting to yeah. change the landscape of things or even the direct sales seems to be like a big component that hasn't, I mean, it's always been there, I feel, but it's now becoming more forefront where people are, you know, authors are turning more entrepreneurial and really putting yeah. that hat on. So it's been interesting to see that kind of transition as well. So I think you they'll see a lot more of that type of stuff in the newer conferences versus like if they went back four years, for example. So yeah, that's 100%. super cool. I love that it's that long though.
1: Last year, I saw like a lot of Kickstarter and I yes. haven't seen a lot, but I'll be curious to see how many roundtables the, in the roundtables, you really see the trends emerge, you know, because oh, sure. yeah. I have no doubt we're going to see a lot of roundtables about using AI we're going to see roundtables, uh, I think a lot of spinoff roundtables on direct sales. So that's where I kind of see that because the curriculum we plan, you know, almost a year in advance. So it's hard with those 27 classes, but the, the roundtables, there could be something that happened, you know, just, you know, last month and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see roundtables pop up about it. Like USA Today, the bestsellers list is back. Let's try, right, yeah. you know, <laughs> Let's discuss. Discuss.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's this going to work now, guys? Let's yeah. get on together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's create a new list. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Well, Alessandro, thank you so much for being here. So just for my audience, what's the best place for them to go to get signed up to InkersCon and to check out everything?
1: They can go to com, and that homepage will take you right into the digital conference and tell you all about it. And, um, and like I said, I believe that Krista has a coupon code. Um, so be sure to use that at checkout. It'll work for the payment plan or the pay in full, either one. Absolutely. I will make sure it's in the show notes.
0: <laughs> well, thanks again, Elisabeth. It was such a joy to speak to you. And I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to like work together with this conference Absolutely. because it was so fun. Thank you so much. Um,
1: thank you for everything you did for it. Thank you for speaking this year. And uh, we're we're just so proud to have you on our on our roster. So thank you for this opportunity, and um, a big thank you to the audience for listening. Well, there you have it, my friend. Isn't this amazing?
0: This conference has so many unique legs to it that it doesn't matter what type of an author you are, whether you're introverted or extroverted, or whether you like to just have you know roundtable experience and network, or if you are an input high. Uh, individual where you love to get like all the information. There is something literally for everybody at this digital version of the conference. And so if you were not able to go to the live launch and you weren't able to be there in person in Dallas, this is another way to get into it and to meet those people who are, you know, a part of this community who love the indie author space as much as you do, who are working on the same challenges and the same aspects of their own careers that you're working on. You can learn new things. You can see the trends, as Alessandro was talking about with the roundtables. You can get inspired and engage in your author career all over again. And that's really what these conferences, in my opinion, are all about, right? So I hope you're going to head over to InkersCon.com to get signed up. The coupon code for any of you who are listening right now is all caps, Carissa23. So if you use that coupon code, you can get $50 off of your enrollment for the conference. So make sure that you do use that. I will also have it in the show notes if you want to go over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 192. So there, there will be the link then to Inker's Con and the coupon code reminder to be able to use that as well. But it's Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A 23. And you get 50 bucks off, which is amazing. I think that's such a cool thing. So yeah, have a great time with this and look for me. Like i mentioned in the introduction, I will be hosting a roundtable on July 30th. So come join me from 2 to 3 p.m. central time and just let's have a really cool conversation throughout the next couple of weeks. Like I'll be going to different roundtables myself. I have the whole thing printed out and I've got the ones that I'm going to circled and I'm really excited to attend a lot of the classes that I didn't get to go to. Because I was taking the other classes. There were two classrooms going at every single moment. And sometimes they fought against each other. And so I was like, oh, I really need to go to this class, but I want to go to the other one too. So I'm definitely checking those ones out that I had to miss. And uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to this so much. I hope you have a wonderful time joining InkersCon. I hope to see you there. I hope to see you at some of the roundtable discussions. And yeah, don't forget that I also have a class that was presented with Renee Rose. We have a class about aligning your author career to your highest abundance, right? Activate and align your author success is what it's called. So check that out. Renee speaks first, I speak second. And it was a fantastic conversation about how to activate that success inside yourself so that you can manifest anything and everything you desire. So check that out as well. And just enjoy the process. Enjoy this conference and go forth and start your author revolution.